Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Randy Couture. If you're out there looking for a great sports podcast, go check out Big Mouth Small Words. What up, guys? It's Johnson Say, and I just want to give a shout out to the Big Mouth Small Words podcast in Boston. Thank you guys for your dedication and support. Go Pets. Hey, it's Big Jim from 98.5 The Sports Hub, and I love listening to Big Mouth Small Words. Check them out at Big Mouth Small Words Podcast. Big Mouth Small Words Sports Talk. We back, baby. Another episode. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let us go. As per usual, welcome once again to the most must-hear sports podcast, Big Mouth small words. I am excited in case you couldn't, uh, in case y'all couldn't tell. Now, this is going to be a whole thing of MMA here, but I want to start off by saying the $100 MMA giveaway is coming back. Now, my wallet is doing okay, but it's not amazing, and I can't be doing MMA giveaways every fight card. I had a lot of people hit me up on the Instagram, Big Mouth Small Words Podcast, and they're like, hey, man, there was a fight card last Saturday. There was a fight card. This wh- wh- When are you going to do the MMA giveaway? Guys, t- take it easy. <laughs> I'm not made of money here. So I hear about Fight Island. I hear about UFC 251. Fight Island, July 11th. Fighting on an island. Real. Th- you know what that means? That means it's real-life Mortal Kombat. Yes. It's real life mortal freaking combat. (laughs) So with that, I said to myself, if this card is going to be great, because there were a lot of determining factors of with like if they were going to have good fights on this card, but uh, it kind of lived up to the hype a little bit, a little bit. I'm not going to say the whole thing did, but we're going to be doing the $100 MMA giveaway, maybe 200, probably one, but we will see. Now, I'm going to start this off by saying that it is a bit of a bummer that Usman versus Masvidal is not on this card. It was the fight to make, plain and simple. It got even more heat when they had a run-in with each other. Before the Super Bowl, both men had to be restrained. It was compelling, and all this time later, it happened so long ago, and I still crave for that fight to happen it should have been the main event of this fight, and it would have been huge, would have produced massive numbers. But, you know, as I've said on the blog and everything, that Masvidal and Dana are not getting along, which means that it's not going to happen for the foreseeable future. It blows, but we got to get over it. Um, but we're going to have to look at it and, and see what this card actually is doing and where we're at with it. So... I'm going to actually start from the top down, as I've done before. And the top fight on this card, you've got welterweight champion Kamaru Usman versus Gilbert Burns. Now, this is a little interesting. These guys used to train together under the Black Zillions. They both have world-class grappling in different disciplines. They share two massively long UFC winning streaks. And, I mean, as much as it sucks to not have Masvidal in this fight, Burns, I mean, in his place, it's kind of nice to have a fight coming up where there's no hate between these guys, you know? It doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like it's played up. It's just going to be two top fighters going at it for the gold. 
at the end of the day, I don't know. I, I just feel like Usman is too strong. I see him weathering on an early storm. Burn, I mean, Burns has been on such a run. But I don't think he's ready. You know what I mean? I don't think this might be too big of a moment. And I know there's no fans in there, so the, take that out of it. But I feel like that actually hurts him. You know, he can't feed off of any energy. It's just him in there. Usman's just a big, strong dude. I think he's going to take him down. I think he's going to beat him up a bit. And I think that Usman's going to win third-round TKO. Burns is young in the game. He's for sure going to be back. I just think that the moment is going to prove to be a little bit too much for him. So that's my first prediction. Don't be stealing all my answers, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to have to change this up a bit. I can't be telling you guys what to do to, to win my money. But that's that. Next, you've got Alexander Volonovsky versus Max Holloway for the featherweight title. And here's the thing with this one. I'm torn. I am, I'm torn on this fight. I mean, my mind is telling me that this was a bad move on Holloway's part to take an immediate rematch. I, I had to watch him get pieced up for 25 minutes, just took a beating. He lost nearly every round. How much could have changed in six months? Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, he better have learned to check some leg kicks or it's going to be an early night. I just, it's crazy to think, man, because Holloway was such a dominant champion and such a dominant fighter and you're thinking like oh man he's going to be great for years and then all of a sudden he loses a few and you're like mm, this one is tough my mind also says to me that aren't we going to have to see the best max holloway that we've ever seen he knows he can't lose this fight he loses twice to this guy and it's going to be hard to get another title shot actually let me change that it's going to be impossible to get another title shot. Ask Uriah Faber. Ask Chad Mendez. You lose to the champion twice and he stays on top, you don't get another shot. And I don't think that he can just move up to 155 because if he if he loses, man, and he goes up to 155, when he fought Dustin Poirier at lightweight last year, Holloway looked really small. He looked super undersized. I just don't think that's the answer for him. So... At the end of the day, I really honestly don't know who wins that one. But must win means must watch. So I want to say that Holloway finds a way to win this one. But we're going to have to wait and see. It's it's definitely going to be, I do want to see it. Let's, let's move down this card. Now, then we got Peter Yan versus Jose Aldo. I'm not going to take much of your time on this one. I'll tell you that. I'm sorry to say this. I know I'm going to offend some hardcore MMA fans out there. I know you're going to get all upset. Ugh. But this fight's a joke. It's a joke. All right? Aldo has a name. And that is the only reason that he's in this position. It's the only reason he's in this fight. He's not deserving of this opportunity. It's sad that he's getting this title fight. I mean, listen. His legacy is set whether he wins whether he loses, nothing's going to change that. So he literally has nothing to lose and everything to gain. This dude is not, he, if he is ranked, he's barely ranked. I don't think he is at this point. But come on, man. 
I mean, even if he is, he's not a top 10 fighter anymore. And unless there's some crazy magic moment miracle, Peter Yan should dispose of Jose Aldo fairly easily to become the bantamweight champ. I can't believe that Aldo has an opportunity to fight for a title right now. Oh my God. I mean, when Cejudo was the champ, it made a little bit, it didn't make a lot of sense there either. But with Cejudo being the champion and being able to call out who he wants, he wanted to add another legend to his list of accomplishments. Whatever, fine. But with this, no, come on, Dana. Dana, you're better than that. Damn, you're better than that. Side note, this is a complete side note. I'm going to keep going down this card, but I still need more from these cards. I, there, there are fights I need to see. I've already brought up that I'm upset about Masvidal. I need to see Nganu versus Jones at some point in my life, whether they do it in the streets or <laughs> whether they do it in the octagon. Uh, I would like to see McGregor Diaz again. I know that that Diaz is not what he was, and I, it's just some of these things are compelling, and they just make me want to see them. So let's 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 get on that, Dana. Come on, man. Talk some people into some fights. Um. Okay, next fight is Jessica Andrade versus Rose Namajunas. Now, we all remember Rose taking out Joanna. We remember how dominant Joanna was. We all remember Daniel Cormier screaming, Thug Rose, Thug Rose, as she walked around the cage with her hands held high. We also remember Andrade knocking out Rose at UFC 237 to win the strawweight title back in May of 2019. And the thing is, Rose hasn't fought since. Andrade has, but she got knocked out in 42 seconds by Zhang. So there's a lot of questions that need to be answered in this fight. My question in this is, I watched the first fight over, and... I got to be honest with you guys. I got to ask you a question, actually. Did Andrade get lucky the first time around? Because I'm watching Rose. She's looking dominant. She's looking pretty good in that fight until the surprise KO. And anyone can get clipped. That's just the way it goes. But no matter how you look at it here, this is an intriguing fight. Rose beats her. She's got to be somewhat, she's got to be in line for a title shot. At the same time, though, Andrade beats her and she's back on top of the division. She should get a title fight. So my heart tells me Rose takes this. I think Rose just got clipped. But, I mean, you never know, man. A lot of great fighters get clipped and they're never the same. They come back and they're just half of who they were. So, once again, I'm not giving you great answers here, but that, that's also by design. <laughs> that's also by design, so you don't take all the money. But uh, I think Rose maybe takes that. But my opinion could for sure change in the next 10 minutes, so let's not, let's just say that. Now, lastly on here, we've got Amanda Rebus versus Paige Van Zandt. And I'm going to try not to be an ass here. <laughs> this fight shouldn't be on the main card. And... The truth is that the only reason that Frankie Edgar is on the prelims is that Dana White's having his last chance to profit 
off of Paige Van Zandt. She is very attractive. It's mostly men that watch MMA and they will see her name and they will probably tune in. Frankie Edgar is much more, I believe, of a draw to the true MMA fans. And this is not a men versus women angle here because I, listen, I ain't hating on watching Rose fight. I'm not hating on watching any of the girl fights that are worth being on the card. But this one is just, this one's just being thrown on. And and the thing is, this is Van Zandt's last fight on a contract. So it's just one of those things where it's like, Paige Van Zandt, doesn't fight like she looks she's not ranked and she's I mean I feel like I'm sounding like an ass (laughs) and I I didn't want to but it's just I I just look at it and I shake my head I'm like how the heck is Frankie Edgar not starting this card like it just doesn't make sense to me but I mean I do I I see it from Dana's perspective so whatever um Amanda just looks good coming in. I mean, she's won her last four fights. She's looked pretty good. Whereas Van Zant looked great in the beginning of her career, but she's lost three out of her last five. And I feel like Amanda is just being set up here to take her out and take her name, so to speak. Um, but regardless of the win or a loss for Van Zant, I don't see the UFC uh, resigning her. I think she's going to head to Bellator where her boyfriend fights. There's no disrespect here. I'm just calling it like I see it. I think Dana's just profiting with that, and that's that. So now that is the Fight Island card. Make sure if you don't now, you go to the Instagram. And if you want to find anything that I have, I have to plug it. If you want to find anything that I have, you go to BigMouthSmallWords.com. And you will see the Facebook, you will see the Twitter, you will see the YouTube link, you will get the link to all of the podcasts that you're listening to now. And lastly, but most importantly for this, you will get the Instagram, which is at Big Mouth Small Words Podcast. I'm going to be doing the MMA giveaway. I'm going to be doing something for hockey too. So you got to stay tuned. You've got to make sure that you check the stories on Instagram because I put a lot of stuff But lastly, before I leave you guys, I want to go over a fight that was announced to take place August 15th. The trilogy between two all-time heavyweights, Daniel Cormier versus Stripe Miocic. And yes, I said it the right way, people. I can hear you sighing. I can hear people listening and going, oh, DC, he's a light heavyweight, Pat. He's not an all-time heavyweight. The hell's wrong with you? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He wasn't a light heavyweight in strike force. He was a heavyweight. And he tore through killers. Undefeated. He beat Jeff Munson. He beat Antonio Silva. He beat Josh Barnett. He beat Frank Mir. He beat Roy Nelson. He was a bad man at heavyweight undefeated and the only reason when he came to the UFC that he didn't go up to to take that belt and by the way he would have been dominant with that belt he would have never had to deal with John Jones and he would have been the most dominant heavyweight champion in UFC history mark those words right there that's just a fact to me 
Okay. But he didn't do it because his training partner was Cain Velasquez. He was the reigning champion at the time, and he didn't want to ruffle the feathers. So he says, you know what? I'm going to go to light heavyweight. And then what does he do? Just beats down guys like Dan Henderson. He beats down Alexander Gustafson. He beats down Anthony Rumble Johnson. He goes five rounds with John Jones. And it's just like the dude still gets no respect. I don't understand it. But... Anyway, with this fight, boy, is this one that I need to see. This this is one of those things where, so to me, this makes all the sense in the world for Daniel Cormier because this would solidify his legacy. If he beats Stripe Miocic, he wins and he becomes the champ. He's going to retire regardless. There's no question about that. He's going to retire regardless. He's going to leave his gloves in the ring. If he wins this fight, he's one of the best heavyweights of all time. To me, you don't have to think so, but it is. I don't know how you could fight it. I don't know how you could dispute it because Stripe right now is pretty much the best heavyweight the UFC's ever had. The only one to defend the title multiple times, he was the guy. And DC beat him the first time, knocked him out. Now, Stripe looked okay in the first fight. DC, you could say, caught him. I know going into the second fight, a lot of people were saying that, and I don't want to make it seem like I'm only going for DC here <laughs> because it is sounding like that because Stripe Miocic is a bad man. He beat Francis Ngannou, who no one else thought that he could beat. He beat Alistair over him. He is a bad man. Stripe Miocic is the best heavyweight, I believe. I'm saying that right now. He's the best heavyweight. But Cormier knocked him out the first time. The second fight going into it, DC looked so freaking good. I mean, he was kicking Miocic's ass. Miocic's thinking he's going to take him down. He stood with him. He walked him down for three rounds. But Miocic is smart. He kept landing the body shot, landing the body shot, landing that body shot. And then the fourth round, it really, like the third round, it started to really, you could see that it factored in. And then he just laid it on him. Cormier started to gasp because he was getting pounded in the body. And Cormier just couldn't knock him out that second time. Stripe just took all the shots, didn't care. And he eventually wore down Cormier and he beat him. But this is one of those things where I've seen many trilogy fights but not like this, not with this type of like, let me put it to you like this. Who the hell wins? Do you really honestly, can you definitively say like, Oh, stripes going to win easy because of this or Daniel Cormier is going to win for sure because of this. No, you ain't willing to put your money on that. I'll tell you that right now. Who do I think is going to win? You know, <laughs> I think DC is going to win. I think DC is going to win because when I look at it unobjectively, like when I look at it with no no horse in the race, I don't care about anything, which is how I look at most of these fights. I tell you when I'm betting with my heart, and I tell you when I'm betting with my head. And if I'm betting with my head here, Cormier knocks him out in the first fight, and the second fight, he just kicked the crap out of him for three full rounds, and then he's just getting hit in the body and he loses. He's going to fix that. He's going to come up with some adjustments, and I don't think this fight is going to be, like, in the first round, it might be a little, not a snooze fest, but it might be a little 
these guys know how dangerous one another is now. There is no feeling out process here. It's just they're going to be a little tentative at first to start, which means that now I'm completely wrong about that. They're going to go at each other like crazy at the end of the first round. I don't know. There's just so much at stake here. Miocic losing this fight would be so bad for him because this is his division and it's taken so long for this fight to culminate because he had an injury and DC wins. He's, he's just going to vacate that title. And if you're Dana, do you give Miocic another opportunity? It's right after. I feel like he'd have to go through somebody to get that. I feel like Ngannou gets that opportunity. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tough situation for Miocic. Whereas for Cormier, which is another reason why I'm looking at it like he can win this is because, as I said earlier, it doesn't matter. He loses this fight. It doesn't really change much for him. He wins it. He becomes a goat. He loses it. He's still probably a goat. Win or lose. Be nice to win, but I think he's pretty solidified in what he's doing anyway. But I can't wait for that. That's going to be a great card. I can't wait to see what else they put on that card. The UFC is doing big things. I really hope that they continue. I hope that they keep getting it fired up. Dana White actually brought up the fact that he might be uh, trying to get some fans in attendance, which I'm not, I mean, you know, you have a McGregor fight, you want the fans. You have like a like one of those bigger fights. It's kind of cool to have the fans, but I've had such a good time watching these fights the way they've been doing it now. I don't know if I want it to go back, but I'll tell you what I do want. I want hockey back. Big time. I want hockey back. I, I miss football. <laughs> There's a lot of things that we're going to talk about in the upcoming podcasts. I'm probably, I, Zeke tested positive for coronavirus. And if I was going to have to figure out that one, it's a little scary. But, we're going to figure it all out. We're going to talk. I'm ending it here. I will be back very, very soon. You can expect to hear from me in less than six days next time. Go to BigMouthSmallWords.com. Check for the blog. Check for everything. Thank you for your continued support. I'm going to keep feeding you the sports content that you need. I love you guys. Stay safe.